somebody that's done 500 plus miles already is uh, Morris Bevin. And Morris is walking all the way from John O'Groats to Land's End. And uh, we're going to speak to him right now. He's resting up somewhere in the Nantwich area. Morris, good afternoon. Good afternoon, Dave. How are you? Um, very, very well. More to the point, though. How are you? I'm resting well. I've got another day's rest tomorrow, and I start my walk again on Saturday morning. Brilliant. Now, we've just played the Proclaimers 500 miles. You've, you, <laughs> Good one. <laughs> you've, you, you've already gone through the 500-mile barrier. Yeah? How, how, many mile, how many miles on the clock at the minute? 522 miles so far. Wow. 522 miles. Goodness me. Um Morris, it's a privilege to speak to you. Absolute privilege. Um, you you started off this journey, this this trek, to not just for charity, but to raise awareness. Um, and I've learned that you've you've actually got prostate cancer. And the purpose of this walk, as I see, is to raise awareness and to try to get people to sign up um, a petition. Can you tell us a bit more about that? Yes, um, I was diagnosed 23 months ago um, with prostate cancer, and from the age of 50, I was having my uh, PSA blood test annually in that. And um, I, I work in in the UK in the North Sea, and I originally come from New Zealand. And I finished a relationship back in New Zealand, and I ended up with my English lady, and we. When my time off from work, we travelled the world for three years. She wanted to travel, which we did, and I missed out on my blood tests. And then when I went back and had my blood tests, uh, my PSA was quite high. It was aggressive. And um, I got seen by urologist and uh, oncologist, and then I decided to go home to New Zealand to be with the family, better to be treated there. Yeah. And saw, seen by other people, and basically, um, I was told I've got three to five years to live. The, the, the cancer had gone from the prostate, and it's moved into the bones in both shoulders, vertebrae, and in the hips region. Oh, goodness me. So, yeah. So it was a hell of a shock, you know, because I was fit the whole lot. Yeah. And all the trouble I was, I was, I was having peeing issues. A lot of peeing issues at night, stop, start, and that was my problem. So I got myself mentally sorted out. I had to get it out. My oncologist said to me, you've got two options. You can have chemo and feel terrible for the next six to nine months, or else you can go on the expensive tablets and have a quality of life. And I thought, well, we've only got three to five years. I'm going for the quality. Good. So I went that, I went that option, and um, I was on that option for around about six months, and then the tablets were causing problems with my liver. Right. So I had to stop that. But I think it was back in March, so it was probably five months after I was diagnosed, I was in remission. I, yeah, I was in remission. Um, I really fought it. I, um, I got super fit. The cancer group where I was back in my hometown were very positive. They said, we go to the gym, we work out, we do this. We yeah, have yeah. a lot of activity. Yeah. And, um, yeah, and it just, I got myself sorted out, and it was absolutely brilliant. 
Um, Morris, can, can, I, can, can I just ask you, what, in all that backstory, if you like, what, what was the trigger? What was there a moment that you thought, right, I'm not just going to sit here, I'm, I'm not, okay, going to the gym and keeping fit's fine. What, what was the trigger moment that you thought, right, I'm going to walk from John O'Groats to Land's End? What was the thing? Okay, um, I had to go back to work. That was my mindset. I want to get back to normality. I didn't want cancer to dictate to me what I can do and what I can't do. Yeah. So the company I worked for in, out of Aberdeen, they knew my condition. They said, you get your medical, you can go back offshore. So I passed my medical and I went back offshore. And I started to tell all the guys, I used to be an ex-saturation diver and now, and um, I was on the dive ship and I was telling all the guys about my personal battle the whole lot and they were shocked. I was talking to the guys on the platforms who I'd been working with for over many years. They were shocked. And I thought to myself, no one's telling these guys anything about prostate cancer. So I thought, I'm going to do a walk next year from John O'Groats to Land's End and to promote and promote um, prostate cancer awareness. Okay. So you've, you've christened this the We Walk, uh, like you alluded to, <laughs> <laughs> which is very clever. The We. Listener, it's spelled W-E-E. <laughs> uh, now, now, I know I know the Scots... Um, but they use the word we for small. This is not a small walk, is it? How many miles is it from John O'Groats to Land's End? Well, if you, when you get to the signpost at, jo- at Land's End, I think it was something like six, seven hundred miles in a direct line. But yeah. if you look at Google Maps and you take the road map, it's X amount. But if you take the walking way, because you can't walk on some of the motorways, sure. you're getting close to 900 miles. Wow. 900 miles. Now, you're, like you said, you're already over 500 miles. Um, I'm dying yeah. to ask you a load of questions. What, you know, when, um, when you're doing your plan and your route, uh, is there a certain amount of miles a day that you, you'd like to get through? I started off, I thought I'd get around about 20 to 25, but as, when I started off, when I started off from the top of Scotland, it, John O'Groats, there was not many places in between. Sometimes I had to walk 34 miles to find accommodation. Okay. Because, yeah, so now I'm looking anywhere between 25 to 30 is, is quite the norm now. Wow. And do, does your body get used to that, Morris? Because for most people, if I said to, to people, walk 25 miles, that, that would take them about a week. Do, does your body get used to walking that distance every day? In the morning, when I, you know, it takes me 45 minutes to dress myself. I've got to bandage my knees up, um, sometimes the ankles, all my blisters. I've got to patch all those up and then dress myself. And the first first mile is, it takes me a while to warm up. And then once the blisters break in again, I, I'm off. And I'm walking around about 3.5, 3.7 miles an hour. Well, is that quick? Is that like brisk, if you like? Well, it's it's the pace that I'm comfortable with. Some okay. people might think it's quick. It's 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 what I'm comfortable with. You see, you got to remember, you know, some days I'm walking nine, ten hours a day. So you've got to pace yourself. Nineteen hours a day? No, not no nine to ten oh, hours, a day. 19 hours yeah. a day. Oh goodness me! And uh, have you got? I mean, most people who do Land's End to John O'Groats or vice versa have some kind of support network. Is this just you? It's just me. Just I, you. I, 
Yeah, I had people say, yeah, I will support you, I'll support you, but it hasn't come to fruition. So um, I'm not going to, you know, there's barriers put, it, put in front of us in life, and that wasn't going to stop me. So I managed to have courier, a courier system through Scotland got me bagged down there. I met people on the side of the street, asked me what I was doing. They've helped me with my bags. And just recently in the last week, the Lions have been brilliant. They, they pick my bags up and, and they take it on to the next place. The person rings up from there and says, where do you want your bags the next day? And that's what's happening. And they promised me they will help me with my bags all the way down. Right. And how many pair of how many pair of trainers, uh, A, have you got, and B, have you got through? I've got two pairs of trainers. I, I, I bought two pairs, the 155-pound pair and the yeah. 115. The 115 are probably more comfortable than the 155. <laughs> oh, I can't believe some of this is going. This is wonderful. And um, in terms of while you're walking, uh, you did say to me before you don't listen to the radio. It, are there particular tunes that you whistle? Or do you have to? Do you, do you sing while you're, you you run uh, while you're walking? No, I don't. I normally I think a lot. I, you know, I've been doing that all the time. I think, think, and think. And um, when I go past and see the cows and the sheep, so I make noises to them, and they make noises back to me. And uh, you know, it, it's brilliant. It's brilliant. You know. It, you know, going through Scotland and England, there's some beautiful scenery, absolutely brilliant, yeah. and I, I, I just love it. You know, and um, yeah, you go to, you know, you get, you, you just, you know, I just humour myself on the way down, and and I think a lot, and, and, and now I, I, I get through it. I can't have music on because I've got to be so attuned yeah. what's going on with the traffic behind me and in front of me. Yeah, got you. Some of the roads are terrible to walk on. Indeed. Um, now, when you get to Land's End, is there a reception committee? Is you know, are, are the vast crowds there to clap you home? Well, there's been a couple of people said they will meet me there the whole lot. The biggest problem I've had so far, I would have thought the British um, media, you know, the television that would have got onto it, you know, what I'm doing, you know, because at the because as you as you mentioned, I've got this petition for um, screening for men from the age of 50, like they do for breast cancer. Yep. In the UK, one in eight men will get prostate cancer. One in eight? One in eight. Wow. If you're black, one in four men will get prostate wow. cancer. 130 men a day are, uh, are diagnosed daily, and one man dies every 45 minutes Good from prostate goodness cancer. Goodness me. Goodness me, and and you you see a lot of people do this for charity, and that's a great thing. But you you bypass that. All you want to do is to raise awareness and get people to sign this petition. Um, am I right in thinking, Morris? If you get to a certain figure, the the House of Commons have to look at a petition. Is that? Am I reading that right? Yes, I've been told I need, I require fifty thousand signatures for it to go to Parliament. Marvellous. And, well, I'm, I'm looking at the page now, um, like a sailor's there. Whoever thought of this name is wonderful. The We Walk. Because, um, as Morris alluded to, um, I think the sign, one of the signs of prostate cancer is getting up in the night and having a wee. Um, or multiple mm. wees, let's put it that way. So, the We Walk is wonderfully named. Um, the, your Facebook page has got some wonderful, it's like uh, a travelogue. You've taken some wonderful photos and, um, you know, there's usually um, you looking at a little bit jaded at the end of some of the walks. Oh, yeah. um, 
uh, how do people... Um, what would you like as the outcome of this chat to us today? Would you like me to direct people to your Facebook page? Yes, please do. People look at my Facebook page, see what I'm up to. You know, you see what you know. I update it every day. You see the you see the the beauty of this country. People should get out more and look at the country. What you've got. Don't drive everywhere. Look at it. Yeah. But the message is, I need those signatures. You know, for 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 the um, screening for men. You know, it's overtaken breast cancer now, prostate cancer in the UK and most countries in the world now. And once you're affected with, uh, you know, with prostate cancer, it affects the whole family. You know, it's not the not the man; it's the whole family are affected by it. Yeah, got you. Well, um, Morris, it's been an absolute pleasure to speak to you. You are an utter hero for for even contemplating this. Uh, some people <laughs> say you were slightly bonkers, but I tell you what, my friend, uh, full power to you. And if we can do anything here at the Cat to make sure people sign that petition. Uh, we, we will do our very best and uh, we wish you ever, ever so well uh, going forward. You're going to be starting again from on Saturday, did you say? Yes, yeah, Saturday I'm going to walk down to Telford. That's about 30 miles. I, I, there's a canal, which I follow the canal down for part of the journey, which will be nice. So I don't have to worry about traffic. And then that's on the 11th. I'm looking to be basically on the 19th. I'm looking at being in Wellington on my way to Oakhampton. Wow. <laughs> it's, like, it's like an AA route finder you are. <laughs> um, I, I, yeah, I tell you, Google Maps is marvellous. I call it her wife number two. Sometimes <laughs> she takes me in some wonderful, weird places. Uh, and I can't believe, listening, he's doing this on his own. It's just um, incredible. Incredible. Um, Thank you so much for your time, Maurice. Uh, it's fortuitous that our paths cross. Um, I'd like to uh, thank Sarah Tucker. She was the lady who pointed me in your direction. Yes. So uh, uh, thanks to her as well. And um, I am privileged to sit behind this microphone sometime and speak to some wonderful people. I tell you what, my friend, you're right up there at the very, very top. Uh, and my hat's off to you, like we say. Well, thank you very much. And don't forget, I'm, I'm 68 years young, and age is nothing, you know. I've, um, as I said, I've, I've got three to five years to live, and that was told nearly two years ago. And I'm going to prove them wrong. You know, I'm, I've said to my lady, you know, I'm going to live at least at the moment to 75, you know, and then I'm going to look beyond that. Marvellous. Do you want to say... You've got to be positive. You right? have. You indeed, you have. You, while we're here, Maurice, do you want to say hello to anybody? Just say hello to, you know, pe when people have cancer you become a warrior because it's the biggest fight on your in your whole life so you know you people out there who have got cancer who have beaten it the whole lot you're warriors and you know all the best brilliant now you mentioned you're from new zealand originally um yes. and what I've, what i thought we'd do was we'd play a bit of a new zealand band crowded house you can yeah. do that. And uh, do you know what? I found a, a track called Don't Stop Now. <laughs> How about that? <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> so we're going to play you out and wish you the best of luck going forward. And uh, we'd love to keep track of you. And uh, I'll definitely be looking at that Facebook. We'll give all the details out of how you get in touch with that Facebook page and uh, sign the petition, all the things that you want us to do. We'll do that at the end of the show as well. Maurice, well, Dave, I tell you, when I, when I get to the end there, you you got the you 
you know, when I arrive there at Land's End, you can, you know, you'll know before I arrive, you can give me a call and we can have another chat. Again. Oh, Morris, that would make my, make my day, that would. Definitely, definitely. We wish you well. We hope the weather stays fair. Morris, thank you so much. Thanks, Dave. It's been a pleasure speaking to you and thank you to all your listeners for listening to me.